Hey there, and welcome to episode 14 of Wheel Snipe Selly. I'm Ryan, a.k.a. Macris the Tater Jaeger. And I'm Steven, a.k.a. Sven Svechnikov. And today we have a very special, uh, our boss guest of Dex. Hi everybody, my name is Dex. Player is Ryosuke Sato. Wow, you like mispronounce your own player's name. Yeah, it's uh, it's not something that rolls all the time. I type it a lot, but uh, I definitely don't say it a lot, a lot. I mean, if it makes you feel better, I can't pronounce anyone's name ever, and so Steven makes me do it all the time. <laughs> it's true. So we've finished up our first full week of games. So we have like what three days in a full week. So we're about thirty-three percent of the way through this season. Um, is anything jumping out to you guys as like a big surprise, like? Wow, I can't believe that happened this season. Um, not really. I'd say right now, like at this second, the most surprising thing to me is that Anchorage is actually keeping up with Newfoundland. They're actually above Newfoundland right now. Um, other than that, I'm kind of surprised that Quebec City has taken a pretty harsh dive from, uh, their hot start but other than that it seems like everything's kind of playing out the way it should uh what do you think index mm -hmm. i definitely think that as of right now anyways anchorage leading and just being competitive up there with newfoundland's 15 425 tpu players is quite surprising um i know anchorage does have their own giant squad of s58 s59 players as well which definitely gives them that boost but um keeping it up with newfoundland is, is quite surprising um Carolina, I would say, is also a little surprising. Uh, I don't recall them having the most uh, higher-end players, but they seem to be doing quite well as right now. And uh, it's like, it will be interesting to see how they, if they can keep this up or if they start falling like Quebec after a hard start. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of expect Colorado to pull ahead of Carolina. Yeah, what I think is interesting is that Carolina is Carolina and Colorado have seven rookies on their team. So so does Detroit, but Detroit's you know not doing so well since they gave up their assets to us. But we'll talk about that later. Um, and Carolina's actually their rookies are looking pretty solid overall. I'm surprised that not surprised their rookies are good, but like just surprised from the pool of how far down that you start reaching people that have been good. So. They don't surprise me necessarily that they're in third place right now. I think what surprises me is that Newfoundland's in second. And that they're in second because they lost to us and Anaheim. And who the fuck loses to Anaheim? I think they actually uh, lost to Anaheim twice. They did. They actually lost we to Anaheim. We also lose to Anaheim. Correct. <laughs> so currently, Newfoundland has lost to Anaheim, Anaheim as many times as we have. So <laughs> confirming that Vancouver as good as Newfoundland. Or, or maybe uh, Anaheim is just uh, the top team, uh, as they call themselves. Yeah. <laughs> I I have trouble with any team saying they're the top team when they literally haven't faced, like, the top teams more than once. They, they have. They beat us. They faced us and Newfoundland, I think, four times. But they haven't even touched Anchorage yet. You can't call yourself the best team if you haven't played, like, boats. Also, uh, Detroit has come on pretty strong because they started out, what, like 2-7 and seven when we recorded our last episode, and they're sitting at 11-11 now. Yeah, Detroit had a rough opener, though. Uh, they definitely, I mean, like you said, they went 2-something, but they also were against good competition. So I'm glad to see that they have secured themselves a few wins that they should have secured yeah it's still a pretty impressive and very quick turnaround yeah I mean, and i did see that uh pingy finally allocated his tpe so maybe detroit's coming for that cup yeah <laughs> not too sure about that one but uh detroit's definitely doing better considering that they're they're sellers right now there's they've been selling and again as we'll, we'll touch further into that later yeah yeah 
they definitely had the unfortunate of having to take on Quebec City and Newfoundland uh, early on in the season, like so they looked rough. But they haven't even played. Uh, oh, that's true. They've played one game against Nevada. So like, you can kind of gauge how good a team's going to be based on how many games they've played against Nevada, because they're going to get yeah. a lot of points there. Unless yeah, I was talking to. Uh, I was talking to some of the guys in the some of the Newfoundland guys in the Edmonton locker room and they said they had some test sims where Newfoundland or uh, uh, Nevada didn't win a single game all season. You know, and I'm really sad Ooh. because I know a lot of the, <laughs> you know, we had a lot of the guys uh, in Newfoundland on our pre like in our, uh, our DFAs, there was whoa, a couple of them. And you mean I, from Nevada? Yeah, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Just insert the correct name, and uh, I so I enjoy them, you know. I enjoy uh, enjoy Melvin and uh, Doug and stuff, and I'm just kind of like, oh man, guys, you're you know, hopefully you're good, like as a team by the time you actually get to where you're playing, because like they're in, they're taking it rough, or not, they're the team is taking it rough. I mean, like getting <laughs> smacked. Yeah, this is, yeah. This is definitely a, a rebuilding season for them. I don't, I don't think they expect much. Uh, it's all, they seem to be enjoying themselves though, you know, uh, with their, their new goal song and everything. But uh, it's gonna be a rough season at least for this one. Yeah, but yeah. at least they're, you know, people are still involved and they're getting their uh, rookies active. They're keeping up their TPE, and that's what's gonna lead them to a good season of the future. Yeah, they've. I would assume that inside their locker room, they're kind of sounding like a broken record just saying wait till next season wait till next season man that sounds like my that's season. what i would be doing yeah <laughs> isn't that what you told me wait till next season we'll be good next season <laughs> yep you got three points this season don't worry we'll be good next season <laughs> but hey look at us now eh? We're, yeah. uh, it finally paid off so all that hard yeah. work i'm still only 58 percent face-off percentage i'm pretty mad about that <laughs> it's because you got Total me on the bust. first line. I'm no longer facing chumps. <laughs> Vancouver's doing pretty well. Uh, we're sitting at fourth right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fourth with the game in hand against Carolina. So we're looking pretty good. Uh, we did make some pretty big moves this week to uh, bring back Teddy. Uh, you want to talk a little about that, Dex? Yeah, so uh, Teddy's player, like, uh, I'm going to butcher his name, was, like, Luke Blouin. Uh, I'm assuming he's French anyways, but he was actually a DFA with us when we won our cup a couple seasons ago in S57, 6. It's been so long that I can't even remember the exact season, but he was with us in that run. Uh, he wasn't playing, but he got to be a part of that team. So hopefully we uh, bring him back as a good luck charm, and we only had to give up a second and a conditional third. We'll see if, if that plays out. But uh, I'm definitely just happy that the trade was, I'll say, fair value for, for both teams. And we didn't have to give up a first, which was uh, what's big for me anyways. Uh, I think we needed that first, especially with the expansion coming up and um, the players would be losing in the coming years. Yeah, for sure. And it was good in a, a multiple kinds of ways because... Uh, actually replaced the last inactive person on our roster. So we have a fully active roster. Um, obviously, being able to slot in a 425 defenseman is going to pay dividends down the stretch here. Um, I think everyone came away from that trade pretty happy. Yeah, I think we've actually been kind of hinting at, at the trade for to improve our defense and kind of just get everyone to active uh, since the beginning of the season once we, we kind of had a good gauge of where we're going to be landing. So I'm just happy to, to pull this off, and I don't think we'll need any bigger changes, uh, at least for the rest of the season anyways. Yeah, and it's nice that we didn't have to give away too much, uh, so it's not really jeopardizing our growth for the next couple of seasons either. Yeah, but I mean, I don't care if you have to sell the farm to get me a cup. Uh, but also, I'm glad that you did it smart. I'm not in managerial for a very good reason. 
Yeah, this is actually was uh I would consider it my first real big trade as a as a GM. Anyways, uh, we did trade a couple picks here and there during the draft, but uh, nothing uh, like a player or, or like a four twenty five player in particular. So it's kind of special to me just because it, it's uh, my first big trade as a GM, and I think it, it worked out pretty well. Happy Muted uh, was the, on the other side. Yeah, and I think Teddy scored a goal his second game as a Whaler. Yeah, he got a couple points actually. Um, while while our, our our B is still still waiting for his. <laughs> or our B didn't get his point. I thought he got a assist the other day. Oh right, right, got an assist. Still waiting yeah. for more though. Oh, we did get an assist, but we still have a couple of people on the roster without a goal. All right, well, we have six games against Maine. When we go up against Maine, just throw him on our line. I'll give him the puck like every time, and he'll get it in eventually. <laughs> or maybe put me on his line. I don't. Know. Either way. Oh, you just want to feed on the uh, the fourth line center, eh? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, wow, 30 face-off wins. <laughs> 30 and 0. How did that even happen? <laughs> Who would have known? <laughs> Padding the stats. Going up against some, like, uh, I don't know, sub-200 TPA center. You know, just trying to survive here on main. <laughs> <laughs> Seven face-offs or something. <laughs> Just like skates up and it's like so how's this gonna go and it's just like oh man i hope you brought the lube because i'm going all in and they're like what does that even mean it's <laughs> <laughs> just face offs i'm so scared <laughs> um and then speaking of trades uh i think we had two other trades last week um one was between Kelowna and anaheim um uh, I couldn't really make too much sense of this trade. It kind of seemed like they were just swapping inactives. Yeah, mm -hmm. I, I got the notification in a budget chat that there was a new post, and I messaged what you and Lev, and I was just like, "What? What even is this?" <laughs> like, it's like one team traded a a three fifty or three sixty uh, inactive wing for uh, someone else's four twenty five inactive wing and picks i don't think this is actually a good trade at all for either like or not for either but losing it a... is a fifth round pick so i mean it's kind of a, a consolation there but um i don't know i i'm guessing this is just like a locker room trade because it doesn't really make any sense to me on paper yeah i'm trying to th trying to think uh from what i know i think anaheim needed that roster space anyways, you know, just to get that flexibility there, which is probably why they got rid of two. Um, and they get a 425 back for, for their potential cup run. They're, they're in the middle pack, so you, you can argue that it would be uh, a boost for them in that sense. And Kelowna's rebuilding, of course, so two kind of younger players would, would be beneficial in this case, especially one that you can trust in, in uh, Donini. Yeah, he's... Uh, he used to be Anaheim's GM, and you know he got a solid player in his last one, so definitely a player you can trust uh, in the future to get to that 425 cap. Fair enough. And then the other one was uh, between Maine and St. Louis, which is probably the other uh, quotations big trade of the week, um, where. St. Louis got Johnny Tsunami, uh, as well as a season 61 and season 62 second round pick, and they gave up Maverick Seabrook. Um, this one's also kind of confusing to me. This one, yeah, I'm just as confused. I'd like to hear what what you guys think the GMs were thinking in this case, and maybe I can chime <laughs> in afterwards. Well, I know St. Louis is pretty insistent that this is their year. Um, and they've been making a move, a lot of moves this season kind of pointing to that or like kind of reaffirming that belief. But I don't feel like they have the roster to back it up and they they're probably reaching. Um Johnny Tsunami is obviously a, a good pickup, but there's no way that he'll be playing in the Jays next season. So it's 
very much a win now trade. They got some picks to kind of offset it. But um giving up Tanzi that's like a guaranteed piece, so you never really know. Even though they're two second round picks, you're probably gonna hit on one of them, but I don't know. It, it's a lot of uncertainty for a 425 rental that, I mean, uh, St. Louis is sitting at ninth right now. And they're not looking like they've been unlucky. <laughs> like, it looks like they're sitting right where they should be. So I'm, I'm really confused by what they think they're seeing versus... Uh, like what they should be doing, which I think is kind of setting next season instead of this season. Yeah, I'm a little surprised that Maine was willing to give up. I mean, I guess not, but I am. I'm a little surprised they were willing to give up those picks. That's You're not getting a ton out of the player trade, really, and... I get that Maine just did a rebuild and now they're not like looking to rebuild again, but somehow I feel like Maine's going to be in a rebuild for like seven seasons. <laughs> yeah, they already have gone straight from a rebuild into a rebuild. So, especially with the expansion coming up, I feel like draft picks for season 61 are going to be so big. Like, because you don't know what you're losing to expansion. And with the new scale, you don't know what you're losing to call-ups. Unless you're us, then you know you're losing your Winnipeg players, probably. At least one of them. <laughs> but, like, you don't you don't know. Like, picks are going to be so important because no one knows yet. And especially with, like, ex because there's expansion, you know, everyone runs the risk of being taken to an expansion team. Well, maybe not everyone, but, like, enough people. And... Well, I guess that doesn't. I was gonna say, man, I'd be pissed if I ended up on a team that just sold its future right away. But then I was like, wait, that's not how this works. And I would, I'd be fine going to a team that was like, hey, we got a bunch of four twenty fives and we're going for the cup. <laughs> we're gonna suck for ten years, but this is our shot. <laughs> yeah, looking at this trade, um, I, I at the first when I saw the two seconds, I thought that'd be going to Maine, uh, but. It wasn't. It was actually opposite way around, the other way around, and that's a little surprising. Consider we gave up. You can you can say we gave a two seconds for a four four twenty five rental, where Maine gave a four twenty five rental and two seconds for one kind of S sixty X is it S sixty player, which is in my opinion not the best value, or at least for, in my opinion. Uh, so if I had to pick a winner, I think St. Louis would be the winner. Uh, I just quickly looked at their team, actually, and I, if I counted correctly, they have 11 425 TPU players, which is uh, qu quite surprising to me to find out, considering where they are in the standings. And compared to us, where we have seven, and, you know, we're we're pretty up there in the standings. So maybe, maybe St. Louis can pull a, a switcheroo by the end of the season and heading into the playoffs with this. But definitely yeah. don't think Maine got that good value as you guys mentioned with the with the giving even giving up picks that's a that's a big one for them so something i really like to say because it people don't like it uh is so python was super shocked by this also maine is at or not maine um, st louis is actually the fifth highest tpe team uh no they're the fourth highest tpe team in the season that's including cap so Anyone above 425 caps down to 425, and if you're above 350 cap, you cap down to 350. So they're actually three TP as a team above us after this trade, of course, and they're fourth in the league as far as TP and TPE per player, and they still suck. So I don't know what's going on there. <laughs> that um, could be kind of scary. I don't know, just thinking if they get their tactics and uh and line matchups working actually then they could flip the season around a whole 180 uh you know if they can figure that out yeah that's that's something i really like about our team is we have we're a very synergi synergistic team um it's where we actually have all of the roles covered um it doesn't 
necessarily look... Well, actually, we are looking pretty good defensively now. Um, yeah. I know we were struggling last se- or last week, but we're actually the third lowest on goals against now in the league. Um, obviously, we're our goals forward doesn't look all that impressive, but um, it doesn't really matter if our goals against are that low. Um, and that's because we have like a really good balance between offensive and defensive players on our team. And I think that's something that a lot of other teams don't really have. They just have a whole bunch of people that want to be snipers and then they just don't really work well together. And so like the sheer stats doesn't really matter if you can't really build a team out of it. Yeah, Yeah, I I definitely agree. Yeah, I think we look really good as a team, like, mm-hmm. synergistically. Because, I mean, obviously TPE doesn't win games. TPE doesn't win the championship. TPE doesn't bring home a cup. It helps, but, like, Colorado's the third highest in the league, right? Like, you know, they should be looking better than they are. Yeah. But, and I do think that the scale change... um has actually changed things up a lot in the Jays to where, like, I was actually talking to someone else on our team about this earlier this week, where, like, we've said that Newfoundland has 15 425s. Last season, if we had 15 425s on one team, we might as well just quick sim the entire season and handed Newfoundland the cup. <laughs> <laughs> because the gap between a 425 and a rookie was huge. But now with the new scale, it really only takes till the rookies around 250 TPE. And obviously the 425 will be better, but they're not like twice the player that the rookie is anymore. Yeah, definitely can see that difference. Uh, You know, when I'm doing testing and I'm I'm in in the game, uh, you know, that role next to each player you can see that the rookie's no longer always a one for, like, the majority of the season. Like, yeah. once they get that first update in, they actually jump up to, like, a fours and fives already, and that, I think that makes a big difference in terms of, of, or at least that visually even shows, like, the difference between being a one for the entire season leading up to the playoffs and, you know, making an impact within the first week of the sims. Yeah. So I think even now, like, we had what, like seven four twenty fives, but then we have a pretty big number of three fifties too. I think the difference between a three fifty and a four twenty five right now is really not that large. Yeah, I actually thought because when we were talking uh, Friday at dinner, I was thinking like, oh, I should look at what the old scale was and the new scale was and see what the actual like percentages work out to be. But then I was lazy and didn't do that. <laughs> But one one of these episodes, maybe I'll have done that, and uh, we can tell people about it. <laughs> That'll be a really good topic. I know uh, before the new updates got rolled in, like the GMs were supposed to help with, I you know, I admit I didn't really help, but uh, GMs were supposed to help with test stimming and getting that new update uh, scale kind of tested, so we know how it would play out and if, if it has any really large negative side effects. But uh, from testing, I've heard that it didn't have that much of a difference, but um, we might be seeing something a little bit more now with everyone's new builds and, and also definitely be a good topic for future podcast episodes. Yeah. And I, I mean, mean, even think about it. So like the first season that I played, uh, I think Kelowna was the monster team. Or no, it was Quebec City, actually. That was the monster team. Kelowna came on strong at the last half of the season. But Quebec City didn't lose a game until like halfway through the season. And I find it hard to believe that they're any stronger than what Newfoundland is right now. And Newfoundland's already dropped five. Yeah, but I mean, last season, Kelowna looked really good. And they had, I want to say, 17 425s. And then... 17? Damn, I did not expect that many. two, Two rookies, and the rest of them were... Inactives. 
Well, no, the rest of them were the actives. The 425s <laughs> were the inactives. <laughs> but uh, I I just want to say, I do Kelowna's budget, and they literally only have two inactives on their entire roster. So Yeah, I'll always well, joke about it, though. Yeah. I'm, look, I'm just trying to cover my ass. Um, but... <laughs> But no, and they were, I mean, they were very dominant, right? Like, they looked really good until playoffs. And then they looked okay. Uh, and I think it's, because it's more than, again, 425 players, right? Cologne had the tactics behind their players to do well. And I don't know if Newfoundland just doesn't have the right combination or what to not have not look as good or again the scale brought the lower ends up a bit which is completely possible yeah like it's supposed well, to think... be a linear grind but if you're buying more points cheaper then it's i mean it doesn't matter if it's linear it's cheaper well like our first season we had that minus 40 fourth line i think those oh, days God. are kind of over <laughs> I was only minus 20, thank you. Because <laughs> oh. so I had half the season. I think those days are not going to happen anymore because you don't have just those straight gimme lines anymore. Uh, are you sure? I'm I'm looking at the skaters right now, and there's there's some pretty big minuses. Of yeah, you, no, I don't. Start... <laughs> I wasn't I mean, exactly that's sure. because was... of Nevada. Okay. <laughs> If you have an entire team of rookies, they're going to look bad no matter what. They're the young guns of the SHL. But, like, you have a yeah. couple of teams that are going to be definitely throwing off the stats, but, like, our entire fourth line is all rookies. And they're sitting at minus six, which isn't great, but, I mean. Well, you are babysitting. It's not. Mm-hmm. There's definitely more improvements to come for that line, and you know Frost. Frost is technically the one babysitting that one. That's though. true. <laughs> <laughs> On the fourth line there. Frost is like our uh, sleeper agent, sailfish. Like, just like <laughs> it's like, oh man, how long are you gonna be here? Oh, probably till your character dies. Cool. Just <laughs> don't get above like 400 TP, and they'll never draft you. <laughs> and I, go ahead and feast on feast on fourth lines. I mean, maybe that's the strat, right? Yeah, I would imagine that our fourth line's going to look pretty good by the end of the season. Um, but it always kind of depends on what other teams are doing because everyone always wants that first fourth line matchup. So I think that's why they're kind of getting beat up on right now. Well, right, but if you put your first against our fourth, then I'm feasted on your second or whatever, and I'm fine with that too. Like, <laughs> uh, so how do you guys see the next couple weeks pay playing out um, as far as top, middle, bottom uh, decks? Mm, uh, just quickly taking a look, I definitely think I think Colorado and Carolina. Quebec would stay around where they are. Maybe, you know, I don't want to be opt too optimistic or, you know, jinx us or anything. I, I can definitely see us moving up to third and Newfoundland cementing themselves in first um, in this coming week. I can see that. Or I would agree with that, actually. Um, I think... I don't think Newfoundland's going to drop too many games. I think they... them. I think they dropped two in the last couple of days, which I don't know if it was in one sim or not, but I don't expect that to happen too much. Um, I think they'll solidify their, their hold on first. Anchorage is probably going to stay at second, even though I hate it because they don't really have a goalie. <laughs> but um, I think we'll be able to climb up to third. Because we, we're kind of we're finally hitting the the cakewalk part of our schedule, so I think we're gonna mm -hmm. look really good the next couple of sims. And the middle is going to be weird for a while, I think. Between Anaheim, Colorado, Quebec City, and Carolina, 
I think you can make a case for any of those four teams kind of going wherever in the middle. But then you have the, obviously, Maine, Kelowna, and Nevada are going to probably stay right at 10th and 11th and 12th in that order. Yeah, there's definitely, like, pockets uh, or groups of, of the, the teams for Newfoundland, Anchorage, and then us around the top, I would say. You know, I, I'll put us on third. We'll sit, sit there. Uh, and then the next group is Carolina, Colorado, Quebec. And then I'll see Anaheim's kind of pushing to that group, but they're, they're a little lower. Detroit, St. Louis, I expect to fight it out for a couple, good couple of weeks at least for whoever wants second in that division. And uh, as you said, Maine, Kelowna, Nevada, maybe Maine and Kelowna switches, but it, again, they're just the bottom group there. Yeah. Yeah, it really doesn't matter how much they change around. Yeah, it's hard to sort of pull ahead when you're just not, you don't have the tools to do it. I I think that St. Louis is going to gain some traction in this next uh, next week, and I also think Detroit is, uh, specifically because both of them have games against... Uh, Newfoundland, or not Newfoundland, uh, Nevada and Maine. <laughs> uh, oh, of course, of course. I think we're going to look pretty good. We have three or four Maine games next week. We haven't even played Maine yet, so just free Yeah, we had a we had a really rough start to the schedule that we didn't look too bad in. Yeah. So now we're going to look really good. We haven't played Maine or St. Louis, and I think that unless St. Louis actually is good, then we just get free points there, and that's going to be nice. Uh, uh, we have played St. Louis once. Kind of whopped them. Oh, I have it. I have that row hidden, because St. Louis played every team once. But, yeah, so, I mean, we did... I think we're going to look pretty good uh, next week. I think Anchorage is going to look good. And I think Nevada is obviously going to look good. I mean, that's just kind of broken record stuff. I think Detroit and St. Louis are going to be the teams to watch for their potential movement. Do you think they're uh, good enough to kind of bump into seven, six position? Like, you know, bump up, but down maybe, I don't know, Anaheim. Uh, maybe I know. So Quebec city plays Newfoundland and Anchorage several times next week. I think Oof. so. I think Quebec City is going to look sorry next week. Or they're going to cement their hardest part of their schedule and lock themselves like a fifth, sixth, because that's kind of where I assume they're going to end the season. So if they can snipe some wins off of Anchorage and Newfoundland, then I think that they stay fifth, sixth. Like, Right, right. Actually, speaking of, now, since we're speaking about Quebec City, uh, I was looking at the standings and I just noticed they were 7-0-1 home. But six and nine away, and I think that's pretty pretty interesting. They're they're six in the standings, but they have probably the best home record since they haven't lost in regulation at home yet. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. We're actually pretty balanced for once. <laughs> Man, last season we couldn't buy a home win, <laughs> and then the season before that we couldn't buy an away win. Or am I talking the other way around? No, that's definitely how it was. Yeah. It's always, I always thought it was a, a home bias, at least in, in the game, but uh, apparently these last two seasons, we don't like playing in front of our fans or something. Yeah, it is a home <laughs> bias. Our fans hate us. <laughs> <laughs> I, they're um, all, I always bring my wolf to the stadium and end up having some fans get mauled. They're not super thrilled about it. Yeah. Maybe we should uh, handle that as a, you know, Put that in your contract or your next contract, anyways. No bringing the wolf to the studio. Actually, I think I want a dog walker in my next contract. Okay, okay. So that someone can walk my wolf. Yeah, I'll, <laughs> you I'll may talk need to, to rotate them. Yeah. <laughs> I think we've got the GM in our on our team as well, so we'll talk to Keegan about it. So put that in your <laughs> next contract. Speaking of GMs and being on our team, I'm gonna slightly rotate us to our uh, our rookies. So first off, our rookies are kicking ass. Our weak link rookie happens to be Keegan. Normally, I wouldn't call out a rookie for being like the lowest TP rookie on our team, but I'm going to call Keegan out for being the lowest TP rookie on our team because he was our highest pick, too. (laughs) 
I, does anyone else to, need Slack? To be fair, I think he put in his update late this week. So I don't think he's as far behind as he looks. But yes, Keegan confirmed weak link. So, but I mean, yeah, I think Keegan. I, we picked him because we can trust him. You know, he's a GM, so yeah, weak for now, but hopefully. Oh, I'm sure it's fine. I just figured he's been busy with GM stuff and hasn't like done deep dives or something. I haven't looked into it. I just like getting a chance to take shots at Keegan while he's beneath me before he becomes my my boss. Right, right, right. <laughs> Enjoy it while you can. Yeah. <laughs> so, but also, uh, I just I'm just so thrilled about our rookies. Uh, Fisherman is like just fucking phenomenal, and. I don't understand how we actually got him so late in the draft, and he's just so good. Like he's 14th among rookies for TPE earned right now, and that's a that's I guess he's actually tied for 13th, and or tied for 12th, yeah. And we got him 35th in the draft. He's tied with a seventh round or a seventh pick and a 13th pick. Yeah, and then like almost directly behind him we have Darwin Koff. Yeah. Who I don't know. I can't remember when we actually picked everybody, but he was 39. It was late. And then shortly after that, we have uh Krustis, who was 40 at 29th. Yeah, we, so we picked him at 49th. He's yeah. All of our rookies are pulling their weight. Um it's great to see like obviously expansion plus call-ups is going to suck for everybody but completely hitting on every single draft pick from this last draft is really gonna kind of ease that pain so yeah so what i'm saying is well done dex good uh good drafting oh it's uh you know i can't take all the credit definitely probably helped a lot well you know leaking picks and all you know that that definitely helps and (laughs) yeah (laughs) <laughs> I mean, that just sounds and, like a uh, reason to fine him. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. We've we've been trying to get that fine in for quite a bit. You know, it's it's it has to happen as a, as a GM in my opinion. You got to get fined at some point. But uh, yeah, <laughs> so he helped a bunch, and of course Ben helped a bunch of, uh, with finding these late picks, especially uh, Krustis, uh I didn't know about him, and then they just got brought up. I'm like, oh okay, he's an updater. Damn, that's insane. And I uh, look at him now; he's pretty happy in the locker room from what i can tell and he definitely had that drive to to win so that's exciting to see yeah and, and i guess i don't know enough about him is he, is he a recreate or is he a first gen because he has a job so no right. he's a first gen who's also an updater yeah, yeah. wow that's pretty impressive because i mean obviously i've seen him ask questions that i at first was like uh how do you not know that right you're I mean, I get that you are a rookie, but you're not like a rookie, rookie, right? Like, and... he is, uh, but he has he does play in other sim leagues, so okay. Like the the updating part isn't too alien, but the rest of the league is. All right. Well, I mean, I'm glad I'm glad we got him. I think he's a value pick, like one of the higher value picks in this entire that entire draft. And I mean, the fact that like picks in the 49th and range are value picks still is pretty ridiculous. Yeah. Like I'm actually just terrified of the next draft. I don't want, I don't want it. <laughs> is this, is this going to be your first Reddit? Sorry. Uh... Yeah. Yes. This will be my first Reddit draft. And okay. I just like am terrified of, the quantity of things that are going to happen. <laughs> yeah. Having an expansion plus Reddit draft, I don't envy like anyone putting all that together. Not to mention the, the amount of contracts I'm going to have to approve or to process is <laughs> just going to be ridiculous. <laughs> I still have preseason contracts from Detroit that they haven't finished, like, getting out there. I just keep poking muted every now and then, being like, hey, that this guy didn't <laughs> sign his contract. 
can I make him an inactive? Hey. You didn't, like, poking you. One thing I, I do always enjoy is just looking at the the player analyzed spreadsheet and seeing all these people that we didn't pick that got picked before way before players that we did pick but seeing all of our players higher up than that it's really satisfying i do like looking at the, the player analyze and just kind of remembering who i reached out to before like just for scouting and i'm like oh man i really like this guy but obviously we didn't get to pick him if they you know went too high or or something else happened so you know, I always like taking a look and just thinking, oh, we could have gotten him, but, you know, we have some really good picks ourselves, so it yeah. all works out in the end. And seeing if you actually were a, a good judge of character, seeing if they're still active or not. Like, even the players that we didn't get, I can see most of the players that were pretty high on my board are also pretty high in the player analyzed, so I think I was mm-hmm. on the right track, at least. Maybe I should put my trust in you for scouting a little more because uh, <laughs> I have a I have a or Canucks biased. We we sc- we uh, recruit too much on that subreddit, and I'm just a biased uh, Canucks fan. So uh, I always <laughs> I literally always hit it off with those guys. Like we'll just be talking about you know you know Sadines and management and like other things that's been happening. Um, so then I hit it off I'm like oh yeah these guys are great, but then um, and then they disappeared two weeks later. Exactly. Uh, there's this one guy from last season. I'm not going to say his name, but um, I had a really good chat with him and sad to see he's uh, not in the beginning more. I think that's just a Canucks fan thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Too biased. Too biased here. Yeah. I, I got to take that out. If you, like, if you like bad teams, then you're probably just not going to stick around in a hockey league. Oof. Hey, hey, we're gonna we're gonna be good in a couple seasons. You know, the Whalers are good now. Canucks gonna be good in uh in a couple seasons for sure. Maybe even next season. I'm sure that's what they say in their locker room every single game. <laughs> just just wait till next season. Wait till next season. Yeah, yeah, we. Should... <laughs> uh, I don't know if it's partially because of the new scale or or if it's just this season. But I haven't really seen a lot of actual standout rookies as far as like a rookie of the year, like a a runaway rookie of the year kind of uh, candidate. Um, I know Howley from Anchorage is probably the safest bet if you're just looking at stats. Um, He's got a lot of points. I think he... He's sitting at 20 points with 11 goals and 9 assists. Again, though, we kind of get to the same argument that we have every season, where like Anchorage is just scoring a million goals, so he's kind of just reaping the benefits there. So I don't know if he's really that much better than any of the other rookies or not. Yeah, I haven't looked yet, but I'd like to see what his point share is. Um, I know that, like, his Corsi isn't at all impressive, not like NBA's was last year. Yeah. But that's definitely... There definitely doesn't seem to be like anyone that I'm just like, oh, that guy is on fire. Yeah. It seemed to be like Towley at like 20 points, and then the next closest was around 15, I think. Uh, and there Wing... were a bunch around 15. Yeah, Wing Wang has 13 points, and then it's like 12, 11, 10... 10. Wait, Wing Wang yes. plays for what was that? Nevada. Uh, if I see Nevada, uh, of course, you know, where half the rookies are. <laughs> yeah, we don't have any like super standout Vancouver rookies this year as far as comparing to other rookies. Uh, I think that speaks a lot to our team in the sense of no one is like carrying our team, everyone's doing their part and everyone's doing well. So, like, the rookies are fitting in fine. They're not playing out of their minds compared to other rookies, but that's because these other rookies are playing on teams that are, that they're the carry, right? Like, Wing Wing is definitely yeah. 13 points in Nevada because Nevada needs 13 points from that rookie. Like, mm-hmm. and Tao Lee is feasting on Anchorage's ability to slap 7,000 shots at a goal or at a net and hit a few of them. 
meanwhile their stick <laughs> their stick figure in their own net just doesn't even see any action. <laughs> I just don't understand. Their goalie got so tired of sitting in the goal doing nothing, he became a wing. Like <laughs> yeah. The wing guy fury. He's just like, Man, I blocked six shots this game. Huh. I'm just gonna skate out there and start doing stuff. We won seven to one. <laughs> no, yeah, I, I think uh, our team really isn't going to be great for like personal records or league records this season because we're so balanced. Right, um, right. But I feel like uh, even then, like we had love in NBA last year, and there were every team has like or has had like one standout rookie that they kind of just pair with their top guys but it doesn't really seem like that's happening this season no we just got ams getting hat tricks asm oh man it was a gap and i'm like <laughs> oh he's not gonna correct me we're gonna all know what just happened and move on without saying anything I'll be honest, I didn't catch myself either. Oh. Uh, I was like, I was like playing in my head like AMS, like is that is that what it, what's the acronym? But yeah, um, but <laughs> it's all good, all good. I'm just like looking at the rookies again, and Tally has a crazy high shooting percentage right now. That's at twenty percent. I don't know if that's sustainable or not, and if he'll come back down to earth in these coming weeks. Right, we're only yeah, a third of the I, way there, so we still have a lot of people that haven't even played other teams yet. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of wonder how, how much of a cupcake schedule Anchorage has had. I mean, they've I definitely played... The worst. Wow. They've played Maine a lot. And Nevada, so... I think they'll look a little bit worse. Yeah, I but... mean... They've... Got three on St. Louis. They had us a couple times. Yeah, they played us at our weakest point. Yeah, I think they have got some teams to feast on still. Like, mm-hmm. I I think Anchorage could legitimately box uh, Newfoundland out of first place for a large part of the season, if not the whole season, just because of strength of schedule for both of them. I, I think that if Newfoundland does not take some much-needed wins over Anchorage that they're not actually going to pass them. Yeah. I could see that. Could happen. But I still feel like, you know, knowing knowing Newfoundland and knowing the GMs behind it, they're, I think they're, in, they're in good hands. Yeah. I, mean, time. I definitely want Newfoundland to come in first because I want to face them in the finals because I want to be able to Twitter bomb Pasta the Turtle, but... Oh, okay. <laughs> got to find the right line between what's uh what's like a mildly threatening tweet and what's like a crossing the line tweet <laughs> just don't get just don't get suspended don't get your player suspended we're good all right <laughs> it's just like all right so this was uh you skating across the ice and slicing a turtle in half um it's like yeah they're like that's uh <laughs> that's not appropriate <laughs> we're gonna have to give you uh a ban in-game sim ban you know three games in the finals <laughs> that, that that's actually a threat <laughs> <laughs> we wouldn't be so mad but it was a real turtle like it's <laughs> pretty messed up <laughs> uh, so yeah i i think we've got so some compelling storylines next week um I think things are starting to look a lot clearer, definitely, at least from last week. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think things will more or less be set in stone by the end of next week. Um, yeah. I don't well, think there's going to be a lot of movement. Once we're past like, the halfway point, I, I don't expect to see. Because last season there wasn't a ton after the halfway point, except us falling like three places. But... <laughs> All part of the plan. Oh. Yeah, at least one of those we really wanted, so. <laughs> you have bad memories. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, we'll finish ahead of, uh, you know. I think we were even fighting for against Quebec, and then we just started losing a bunch of, like, 
that did not did not pan out as I expected. But yeah. you know what? It's all good. <laughs> and we, then we're uh, like, all right, Kelowna. We'll fend off Anaheim. All right, guys, we're not gonna we're not gonna fend off Anaheim, but we're definitely gonna stop Maine. All right, guys, well we didn't stop Maine. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, Maine has to beat Kelowna, Newfoundland, and us to even have a chance to overtake us. They did it. <laughs> then I think we've got one last thing to talk about. Um, that'll be fantasy and casino. Um, I know my casino picks are looking a little bit better. Um, Manhattan finally stopped winning games. And New Orleans actually won some. Yeah, I'm glad so, that Manhattan decided to start being bros. <laughs> they really won. helping my bank account there. Man, I mean, I figured I flushed four million away, but I trusted you, so that was my mistake. But like, <laughs> when they won four of their first seven games, and they were again, they won Buffalo and Chicago. I want to say. Yeah, it was like Buffalo, Chicago, Toronto. Like they like beat the Great Tampa. Lakes, and I was like, "Some fuck." But now they've played. They've only won uh, three more games in the next like fifteen, 15. or so. Yeah, so yeah. they're they're being bros. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, who who are you guys picks? I'm actually not too sure who you guys picked for casino. Uh, I picked New Orleans over, Manhattan under, and Edmonton under. And I parlayed that, parlayed it. So. Ah, uh, uh, you gotta parlay. It's the only way to go, in my opinion. Yeah, you gotta, gotta go all out. So it's SHL is sixty six games, right? Just like yeah. the Jays. Okay. Yeah. What we're so we're we're inching up on halfway. Yeah, so we're uh, actually about exactly a third for for most of the teams we picked. Yeah. So, I don't, it's looking it's looking decent. I think Edmonton's going to be the closest, honestly. Yeah, cuz I think Edmonton was under 36. Yeah. And then Manhattan was like under 28. Manhattan's under 17.5. Oh. That one looks a little dicey there. Yeah, it does. <laughs> <laughs> and then Nola's over 12. Yeah, possible, possible. They got yeah, four wins. I, I think my uh, my casino picks are way different from you guys. I I went Atlanta over, which is looking pretty pretty nice right now. Because that was the um, that was like the pick. Like it it is the pick. <laughs> every locker room that I'm in was like Atlanta over, and I was like, hmm. And then Steven's like, these picks seem really solid from what I think. And I was like, okay, well, last time I didn't follow Steven's advice on something, and it cost me TPE, so I'm going to try it this time. <laughs> yeah, I didn't do much looking into it. I, didn't, I just trusted whoever was in the Toronto locker room and posted some test results. Like, oh, yeah, okay, yeah, it looks, looks pretty good. So I went Atlanta over uh, Minnesota under and San Francisco under. I think... They all look pretty good, except for that Minnesota pick, which, again, it's, all, it's on the line, I think, for that one. Yeah, I so from what I first heard about Casino is it's basically free money, and then they were like, well, we made it a little harder. And it's like, I, I think they made it actually, like, legitimately <laughs> challenging. Yeah. Because I have donated a lot of money to Casino. <laughs> which gonna, I guess He's going to is... win one early, man. Yeah, I guess this is basically just like a regular casino, except it, it's fake money that I earn by talking. I'm kind of upset that Winnipeg is doing worse than New Orleans. New Orleans is supposed to be the worst team in the league. They're oh, going to yeah, cost actually, me 0.5 TPE. That's insane, actually. I didn't I didn't notice that. I didn't notice Winnipeg so far down. Yeah, and they're four games above New Orleans. Yeah. But also, like, half of New Orleans' wins are Winnipeg, so. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know it, who would have guessed that, actually, for, like, you know, that season predictions, the dumpster team. 
Winnipeg. I, I yeah. did not put that in there. I really expected it to be between New Orleans and Manhattan because Manhattan just passed out every good piece of their team during the yeah. offseason. And then somehow still showed up for like the first week. <laughs> they just forgot they're <laughs> supposed to be bad or something. I mean, I, yeah, it's really surprising. I, I haven't looked at their, their lines and tactics, but they have uh, they probably have like some max aggression going on there, considering they have a hits leader on their team. <laughs> kind of upset that they are just poaching our players to tank. Right? Like, spoiler, you're not going to be good. <laughs> At least pad your stats in the Jays for another season before you get called up and be a pylon. Um, how about fantasy? How are you guys' fantasy looking? Oh, I'm actually really happy with my fantasy, finally. I uh, expected to suck because I sucked last time, so why not suck this time, right? But I pulled out. That's what I expected too. Yeah, well, see, so this time we're not in the same fantasy, so we don't, we're not competing for picks. So I got to like actually listen to your advice instead of you being like, oh, I don't know, and then taking good shit and me, <laughs> me not paying any actual attention. So that's that's a plus, and I'm doing everything I can to stall for time to find my fantasy bot. There it is. Okay. So, yeah, I just found it too. Yeah. I just quickly typed it in the uh, the locker room here. But no, so I'm in first. I'm actually 37 and a half points above second place, which is kind of surprising because I was falling to fourth, and then all of a sudden like spiked up. But part of it's because uh, Boris finally went positive for me. I made the trade for uh, Vorian, what's his bucket to uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Boris Poroshenko, and while Boris has been worth more points because of when I made the trade, it's been a, it was a net loss. But now it's finally a net positive, and I'm looking good. And I have knocked Minnesota Fire Minnesota Fine down <laughs> to why do I want to call it Minnesota Fire every fucking time? Um, I've, he's knocked down to fourth, and I need him to to catch back up because while he is my direct competition right now, he is also <laughs> my future. Uh, probably line mate in Edmonton, so dressing here. <laughs> I am also sitting in first in my group. Um, I'm actually 58 points up Damn. right now, which is kind of surprising. I also got a pretty good bump with the last sim. But your team um, is fucking stacked. I hate you. <laughs> Yeah, the weakest part of my team is actually Edward Williams at 120, which is uh, a really good spot to be in. <laughs> uh, I actually have a substitution pending uh, for Edward Williams to swap him out with first name, last name. Okay, yep. I, can I, don't, know, I don't know if that's going to be a good move or not. Because I kind of feel like first name, last name is overperforming, but he's been yeah. overperforming for a third of the season now, so it can't really be luck anymore, I guess. Yeah, I was also, well, I mean, a fantasy update for me is I'm, I'm sitting third. Unfortunately, uh, my Bobby Lane pick is, my homer pick is holding me down from, uh, <laughs> from first, actually. If I didn't pick Bobby Lane or just any other player that's like Edward Williams, probably would have been first, but. There, there I am at third. So wow! This is after so... bringing down, after bringing down half the Vancouver locker room with you, <laughs> yeah. shilling for Bobby Lane. Dude, Bobby uh, Lane, Bobby Lane is the top uh, CPA forward. Okay, yeah, I, I couldn't vote against him. He was my my boy from uh, Toronto. I had to do it. I mean, I didn't expect it to work out like this. Yeah, I guess. Wow, I wonder how many Vancouver rookies are just like, oh man, this guy's a sub-100 point player. <laughs> Literally, my worst player is way better than that. So sad. We, I, I, I don't know what's going up uh, with, with 
Boggling here, but I, I, I feel like he'll suck. probably turn it around. You would expect it, right? Because considering how high his TP is and how you know Toronto should be good, but I think I might also have to make that that consideration for a swap right about now for a first name last name. Took a took a bit yeah. of a look into him and it's a little inflated. His advanced stats show his PDO is a little bit above a hundred and stuff like that. So. But it does look like he's he's basically the man on Philadelphia. So I feel like even if he slows down, most of the points that Philadelphia scores are going to be filtered through him. And Philadelphia's not having too bad of a season so far. Um, All right. I'll think about that one for sure. I see that you have <laughs> Evil Allbran in your group. Oh, yeah. So you're just straight up feeding Newfoundland rookies TPE right now. Uh, uh, <laughs> after after tanking, uh, you know, by recommending Barbalane and now feeding Newfoundland, oof, not a good look. But uh, don't worry, don't worry, guys. I'll pull it back. I'll pull it back. We'll make that swap, and we'll we'll take it at first again. Man, I'm having serious doubts in our GM right now. Yeah, we, we gotta. Berserker sleeper in here. <laughs> Let's knew it. <laughs> um, just, just swap me out already. Just, just, just get me out of here. <laughs> I mean, I've always wanted Steven to become a GM, just because I don't want to directly be a GM, but I like the associated power that comes with direct contact with the GM. <laughs> Would you I... want him to be like uh, SHL or JGM? Which, what are you thinking here? Oh, I don't really care. Oh, okay, yeah. It's power in general, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Any, I, anything that makes him feel a little bit better about himself. Right, yeah. Because then, you know, he's obligated to have me be his co-GM because we're friends. And he signed the friend <laughs> contract that he is going to pretend like doesn't exist. And so, yeah, so he's going to have to make me his co. Totally not like a pork barrel insider trading thing here. And uh, I get to just get him fined. Oh yeah, of course. That's that's the only thing you have to do is the number one rule and get get fined. <laughs> He's just like, hey, did you submit our budget? It's like, <laughs> no, I was playing league. <laughs> hey, hey, did you did you did you trade that pick that that the next season pick? Yeah, yeah, I did. Oh yeah, I just traded again. <laughs> yeah, it's like, man, I traded it three times. You'd be surprised how dumb these people are. <laughs> For someone that we couldn't even pick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was Yeah, I I'm kinda hoping that I can continue this momentum for fantasy. It'd be pretty cool winning fantasy two seasons in a row. I can be like the the poster child of everything wrong with fantasy TPE. Mm-hmm. And then once you start losing, you, you start that, that uh Thunderdome where you, you try to get everything yeah. of it, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, see, I was totally against Fantasy TPE when Steven got 10 points and I didn't get any. But now that I can get 10 points, potentially, I'm like, all right, all right, you're winning me over, Fantasy TPE. (laughs) My reservations about Steven getting points are being offset by me getting points, so. But as soon as I get fifth, (laughs) hell yeah. Fantasy should only give money. (laughs) TPE for Fantasy is bullshit. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> next season if we are all all are out of points or all out of you know the top four yep we're all in the thunderdome just tp <laughs> should not be handed out vancouver just straight boycotting straight boycotting <laughs> fantasy tp uh well it's been a good night uh that's about all i have as far as content you guys got anything else Ah, I think that's about a good place to end it. I think so as well. Probably should get back to some some lines and testing for tomorrow soon. All right. Well, hey, thanks for joining us, Dex. I uh, really appreciate having you. I know we've been trying to get you on here a couple times. I'm glad it worked out this time. Yep, of course, of course. I'm typically free, depending on on, on when. Yeah, it's typically free on Sundays, but we'll, you'll have to double check with me every single time, though. Yeah, uh, we're <laughs> hoping to have Lev back with us next week. He uh working slash he went uh on a trip a couple weeks ago so we've been lonely oh here. nice but yeah, even um, uh... when he makes a trip to to see his girlfriend in 
I forget where, Chicago, I think is where they were. Uh, he still does his PTs, so important, important thing, right? Priorities. That's some dedication right there, eh? But uh, yeah, um, <laughs> always happy to be on uh, if you ever want to have me back. So yeah, just give me a shout. Yeah, love having uh, other people to talk to besides Steven. He uh, he just insults me most of the time, so. <laughs> it's true. So, all right, well, uh, I guess tune in next week when we get to talk about uh, week three's results. We'll take a deeper dive into some of these rookies, and uh, you can probably hear how everything went wrong in fantasy for me. So until then, <laughs> <laughs> from all of us at Wheel Snipe Selly, stay hockey. Thank you.